Welcome to episode 57 of That's What I'm Saying, the podcast about hip-hop, entertainment, dating, sex, relationships, and social issues from a sometimes ratchet but mostly woke perspective. So subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and of course, family, we're on Spotify. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So I'm Sean. I'm Nye. What's up, y'all? Hey, Nye. So what are we calling this episode? Black men don't cheat. Facts. <laughs> unfacts. Facts in this bitch. <laughs> facts and unfacts. <laughs> all right. All right. So getting into the ratchet minute, I'm going to call this in today's episode of Whatever Nigga News. <laughs> That's what it is. Little Duval. I call him, is it Little Duval or Little Duval? Duval. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, he dropped a song called Black Men Don't Cheat with Charlemagne the God, where uh, I think he's celebrating the men who are trying to be faithful. So, <laughs> trying, course, trying to add it. So, T.I. <laughs> took the oath on Instagram. So, man, and then, you know, they came for him. Black Twitter, and they just came <laughs> for him. So, somebody on Instagram said, Tip, no, he just a Jesse Smollett lie. <laughs> Man, no, he should not. He should not be the, uh, the on the forefront of this. Uh, like you are not the poster child for black men. No, yeah. Then somebody else said that Tiny might as well go on ahead and pick her out of next car. <laughs> you know Poor how I do. the long suffering wife. And so, I mean, we know of, we've heard of all of Ti's affairs with. Um, What's that banging grandma, Bernice Burgos, mm-hmm. and um, the Greenleaf actress Asia Epperson, which is a new one for me. So, <laughs> come on, Ti, just sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Somebody sit down. Everything, every, everything ain't for you, Ti. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't to you don't have time in on everything. This is not your ministry. <laughs> right. <Not either. laughs> this ain't this ain't your testimony. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. Nah, sure. Oh. Like when um when uh what's that Kevin Hart uh when he was engaged and just recently married to his new wife and he he went on this whole big thing about how he don't cheat. He's so faithful. He's a and then man. and then the date showed up. <laughs> Somebody had receipts. Somebody had long CVS receipts <laughs> <laughs> with the coupons and everything. Like then he happily just set his little ass down. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and you know, and the 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 the, the sad part about it is, uh, I really felt bad for. Her. Wasn't she pregnant or just had a baby? The the wife the, the wife, wife yeah I think she was pregnant at the time yeah. and you know you had to have to come to Jesus moment when you run in your mouth and you don't know what you're talking about you sit down. you trying to um cover up a lie because uh-huh. <laughs> whatever you do in the dark will always come out to the light yeah. you know, they hit him with the receipts like, mm. you know if he ain't say nothing he ain't a part of this campaign <laughs> no <laughs> silencio. <laughs> All right, so moving right along. Um, so Rob Kardashian apparently has a new reality show, Bay, uh, 
Evelyn Lozada from Basketball Wives. The couple announced on Twitter that they are currently seeing each other. <laughs> well, well, they didn't quite announce that they were dating. So, but they had some really strong tweets going back and forth. So, evidently, Evelyn was posting a comment and she started talking about Rob's manhood. And she said in very graphic detail um, that he has a big, I don't know if she said hot dog or something <laughs> like that. And then he responded and said that she's a squirter. This is the second time somebody has, has uh, talked about Rob in a, in a sexual way. First it was China. Now, I mean, I want to see. Can we get some pictures? <laughs> you know, I, he seems to latch on to uh, these come up women. I don't like to call them gold diggers. What you call them? <laughs> but <laughs> these entrepreneurs. <laughs> Horizontal entrepreneurs. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual entrepreneurs. <laughs> I mean, look, get it how you live, girl. I guess. I just, I, Rob, yeah, he just always seems to, to go after these women that are, just, that are not in his league. I don't feel like they're in his league. I feel like they are just leaps and bounds past him, and they just always end up, he just always ends up in his feelings and emotions with these women. And he's going to be on Twitter in about five minutes talking about how she is. How she hurt him. And what is his sign? I would be really interested to know because he sounds like a cancer. Oh, why you do that? <laughs> I mean, you know, love cancers, love to cancers. You know, y'all love might, love. He might be, he might be a cancer. But remember when he was dating um, Iggy Azalea, and he said that I, I don't, don't rem remember that he used to date her. I think it was Iggy Azalea, and mm -hmm. he said one weekend she didn't answer his phone calls and she cheated on him with twenty men in one weekend. In <laughs> <laughs> one weekend. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> what kind of hours you putting in? Right. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, Rob, I don't know. Rob need a, a good church girl. Well, I just looked it up. Rob is actually a Pisces, March 17th. But that's so he's more Makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't have too, too much um, experience with Pisces. I never really dated a Pisces at all, I don't think. Um, I, I, I have one in my memory bank. Oh, a Pisces or two. Very um well water signs, you know, so they they are they they show way less emotions than they feel. So you okay. get them in a soft spot. Yep, I can believe that. Mm -hmm. yep, I have a, a they got feelings and they feelings build houses, uh take out retirement funds, do all kind of stuff. <laughs> I, they feelings got 401ks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my feelings be in they feelings a lot of times. <laughs> they, got, they feelings got feeling babies. Right. I have <laughs> grandchildren. Reel that shit in sometimes. <laughs> Bring it on in. Let me just go let me just go sit down somewhere. <laughs> sit down. Just sit down somewhere. How your grandma say, sit down. <laughs> Right, oh, you, you to but you know what I think what it is about Rob because I think he's such an introvert. He just likes these very outgoing women. I think that's mm -hmm. what the attraction is for him. Um, they probably bring some excitement to his life. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, I mean, you know, he's he is a come up. No matter how you how you cut it, he is a come up for these women. Mm -hmm. But but didn't Evelyn? She had a baby by that that um that baby by Chad. No, 
I don't think her and Chet Ocho Cinco had a baby. No, it was not Chad. Chad. She, got, she had baseball a, player. a baseball player. Like after she broke up with Chad, she's a son by him, and he makes a lot of money. The baseball player, right? She moved because that's when um, she moved to wherever he was. He he played baseball for some like Midwest team somewhere, and that's when she left um, basketball wives to go and be an actual real wife with a baby <laughs> husband. And uh, I think she was with him for a couple years. I don't think they're together anymore. So she's back on. Um, uh, basketball yeah, but he um, he has he has some coins. Yeah, he's worth one hundred and twenty million. Yeah, so she's doing okay. I guess so. Well, evidently they're not together because she's uh, slinging uh, squirts with Robert. Right. But I'm, I'm pretty sure she's getting a healthy, uh, you know, he's, he's taking care of her. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just don't believe. I just, okay, so. China said that, that uh, he was better than Tiger, and now. Oh, now Rob is saying that he makes Evelyn squirt. I'm just so curious. I need to see a video. I need to see a picture. I just need to see this in actor because I just can't picture it. I can't. He might. He all. might surprise one. You know, more cushion for the pushing. He he might. He might pack a punch. Who knows? Okay. Mm hmm. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> Look, the, even the visual is making me. Uh, <laughs> what? what? Ew! <laughs> making me cl <laughs> make my throat hurt. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I just can't even. I can't see it. He, he and maybe he, he just does nothing for me. So I just don't. I just can't see it. You know what it is? I, I like a man with a strong jaw. He does not have a strong jaw. He has no jaw because he has like three necks. <laughs> Ooh, goodbye. Hello, goodbye. <laughs> Now, now I I like a little meat sometimes, so I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I like a little meat sometimes, so that is that's not the that's not the deal breaker. But a strong jaw just just means it means a lot. He just doesn't. All right, but you know what? I wish him well. Get you and Evelyn, because Evelyn about to teach him a thing or two about a thing or two. She's about twice his age. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, moving on, moving on. Where are we? We are at we're at the woke minute already. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So it's um it's Ken Hill's time, y'all. And uh glasses and low buns and let's get ready for this. So all right. Um I wanted to talk about the political chaos in in Sudan. Have you heard this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, um, for those of you that know or don't know, Sudan is a Northeast African country. It's home to about 40 million Africans. Um, and recently there's been this conflict between these pro democracy civilians and the country's military. So basically the civilians, the people that, um, live in Sudan, they've been pro, they protested the president Omar al-Bashir. Al he was in power, basically a dictator for about 30 years and he was ousted finally and charged with international crimes because he was very instrumental or probably the ringleader in the genocide in Darfur in Western Sudan, which led to the deaths of hundreds of thousands of civilians. So now the people in Sudan are protesting many different things that affect their country, including food shortages, the rising prices of just about everything. 
And the military has been fighting back. They've been killing dozens of people, wounding hundreds of protesters, beating, arresting, detaining, and raping men, women, and children. Um, I was reading a report about what life is like in Sudan right now. And they're saying the streets are empty. No one is going to work because they're afraid. And that the state has imposed this internet blackout. So it makes it really hard to get information in and without, in and outside the country. Um, so, you know, it makes me think about Notre Dame. You know, remember that whole thing when, when our ancestors burned down that old ass church and within a couple of days, the church raised about a half a billion dollars in about a week for repairs. Mm -hmm. So um, if you want to help Sudan, I, two things that are, or two organizations that are very instrumental would be UNICEF or Save the Children. Save the Children has been in Sudan since 1989, so um, very reliable. You can also text RESIST to 50409, which will put you in contact with your local elected official. You just tell them like, look, we wanna help the people of Sudan because they need food, they need supplies right now. So um, what do you think, Nye? Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a, a terrible, unfortunate situation. Um, for what I understand, there, there was a protest being led by, a peaceful protest being led by women. Um, and then all of a sudden, you know, the, the government just, just attacked them. So, it's, you know, it's, it's always disheartening when, you know, people are standing up for their rights and, um, you know, and the, and, and the government is, just, is, is against them. Um, so it's very sad, very sad situation. Absolutely. But, you know, what, when we, what we can do is help um, and keep the message going, you know, because one of the things is um, the news or, or using our social media um, to educate people yeah, and get them to donate. So we're going to be watching this story. All right. Um, moving on. What do you have for the woke minutes? Um, so I guess, you know, um, this has been in the news for the past couple of weeks, maybe even months, maybe. Um, death in the Dominican Republic. There have been so many reports of people dying in the Dominican Republic. Um, you know, of course, we heard about that couple that was supposedly on their way to the airport and they were found, um, I guess if there was a car accident, they were ejected from the car. But there were like several other people being um, that had died as a result of drinking um alcohol in their rooms that's what that's what, that's what they're saying that they drank some alcohol from the mini bar and within minutes they had you know become sick you know lethargic growing up nauseous and you know within days and hours they they, they died mm -hmm. and at this point um i think I, I i read somewhere there's a 10th death that just happened uh maybe like a day or two ago um, so, you know, it's, this is being investigated by the, um, by, by their government. And I, I, you know, so hopefully we can get to the bottom of this because this is very, very scary. This is a popular destination for a lot of Americans, um, to go to Dominican Republic. Um, so I don't know, this is, this is insane, you know, and I guess there's a level of, you know, uncertainty when you do travel outside of the country. Uh, because you're in a foreign government, um, if anything does happen, you're kind of at the mercy of the local authorities, local hospitals, the medics. So, um, you know, it, this is this is you know, there's a there's a lot of deaths that are happening in Dominican Republic, but it it could happen anywhere. You know, I had a um, a good friend of mine whose mother passed away. She went on a trip to um, 
New Zealand or Australia, somewhere in the, in the South Pacific. And, you know, he got some sort of virus and within days he was gone. Uh, so, and it's very unfortunate, very sad. Um, but hopefully we can kind of get to the bottom of this because um, it's just, it seems like every week there's a new person that pops up. Um, yeah, and actually the most, I guess the most famous, I, I want to say is the brother of Barbara Corcoran. She's on Shark Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Her brother uh, was found in his room. Um, they say he passed away from natural causes, but we don't know. I don't know if there's been an autopsy or not. Um, but some of these deaths, they have done autopsies, but they haven't done uh, a, a taxology report. So it hasn't been one of those. So uh, we don't know. You know, we're just assuming um, that some of these deaths are linked to this alcohol that they're consuming. Um, yeah. I heard that a big thing out there is bootleg alcohol, yep. which, which contains uh, methanol. Um, which is something that is in um, uh, what's that, the uh, antifreeze you put in your car? Can you imagine drinking that? I'm, I'm just, I just imagine just kind of erodes your whole inside. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, um, I, I had a friend. This was years ago, about 15 years ago, and you know when all the guys used to go to the to DR, you know, for the for the for the guys trip. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a friend of a friend of mine. You know, they're all out drinking or whatever. And the next morning, um, you know, his homeboy passed away. Um, don't remember what it was from, but it from the night before. So he'd kind of been feeling sick. He went back to his room and um, and apparently it had died. And it was a big thing trying to get his body back to the states. That was one. And then two, I had talked to um, a homeboy recently who had traveled to DR. This was some years ago. And he was just recounting the story how he works for a liquor company. And he said, you know, he poured up. I can't remember the name of the, the actual liquor, but he had asked him to pour him some. And he said, you know, they they bought him this drink. And he's looking. And he's like, this is not what I asked for. Like he said, it 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 like reeked. And so when he said something about it, they went back and I guess gave him the real alcohol that he had asked for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I've i heard the stories where they're putting methanol, you know, like you said, a type of alcohol into it, kind of to cut it, you know, kind of probably to prolong it. Um, yeah, I, I, more I, of it's like cutting cocaine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What I understand the methanol actually makes it stronger. So that you don't, you can, you know, you don't have to use but a little bit. Right. Yeah. It makes it um it makes the it makes it more potent. So, so that you think you, you you think you're really you're really doing something, but you know, it's it's like putting salt on a slug. It's you know, turning your insides out. Yeah. So very unfortunate. Yeah. Very unfortunate. And if you are traveling to the Dominican Republic or you are there or you know, just be careful of where you drink and what you drink. Mm-hmm. Um be yeah. very careful. Yeah. And, you know, just in, and my own story, you know, you remember that time I went, you know, traveling on a cruise, went to all these countries, you know, went to all of these um, Caribbean destinations, whatever I had, you know, and I had a lot of alcohol. And one thing they tell you is like, you know, drink the bottled water. But I remember drinking a lot. And, you know, I ended up with a serious bowel infection. You know, I had to get between seven and eight feet of my intestines, you know, cut out, removed because they were, you know, completely dead, you Mm. know, killed off, you know, based on something that I had there, you know, whether it was the alcohol or something in the food. Um, but you know, definitely an an infection that almost took me out of here. So, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I, I'm I'm very careful, you know, traveling to other countries because you don't you you know, I think we could talk about healthcare and you know how we got so many different problems with our healthcare system here. But one thing is when you go to these other countries, you better be grateful and thankful mm -hmm. for the level of healthcare that we have here. Because a lot of these stories, you know, what they're saying was, you know, a lot of these people, they went to the emergency room and they were given like, you know, the equivalent of like Pepto-Bismol, you know, something for an upset stomach and they end up passing away. So, you know, um, Healthcare is very different in these, which are essentially third world countries. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Where are we? It's <laughs> <laughs> been a long time coming. Oh, but I, I love, uh, I used to be scared of the dick. Did you watch uh, the BBC Awards last night? I did. I did. You know what? I'm still on a Mary J. Blige high. Oh my God. And I say, Man. you know, I'm usually not um, in my feelings person, but Mary had me in my feelings. Girl, I was in here examining, like screaming, screaming. And then, you know, I forever love Lil' Kim. When she brought out Lil' Kim, oh. For me, it's annoying in Jahanda with Tanisha and Rhonda. I was like, oh. man, I wish I was in the audience. And she went out about the man. Met the man looks like a star. look. Doesn't he look great? Oh my god! Oh, my god. I'm just I. You look at. I don't know what that man is doing. Drinking man. his wine. What he doing? He has a strong jaw. He, he got a strong jaw. <laughs> Absolutely. Man, he can do some things. I always tell the story how I went to this party and I caught Method Man having sex in the back. <laughs> Man, what a lucky, what a lucky broad. <laughs> what? Back, back shots over the sink. Man. Oh, neither one of them. Like, all right, I just need to wash my hands and I'm gonna be yeah. out, y'all. Girl, don't ever let me catch Nas because that will be me. I don't I can be right now. <laughs> Not mad, girl. Get <laughs> what we're not gonna do is get arrested by the cops for something. <laughs> but what a tale that will be, man! That will be a story for the ages. <laughs> sure would, sure would. Like this been a long time coming. You don't even know. Yeah, you just don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> oh man! Wait. Okay. We are at the weekend dick report. Woo -hoo! <laughs> All right, so it is my week for the weekend dick report. And actually, this is kind of um not really a personal situation to me, but one of my good girlfriends, um, she's kind of in this situation. We were talking about it offline, and I asked her if I could say this online to everyone. Um, and she agreed. Of course, I'm not gonna say her name, but um, let me get right to it. Um Alrighty. Okay, so I have been single for several years, but actively dating for the majority of that time. I'm currently dating a guy that lives local to me. We see each other about every two weeks, and we have an active sex life. We're not exclusive, and that's fine with me. Um, I recently took a trip and hung out with an old friend, and we ended up having sex that night. It wasn't planned, and it's never happened before. Um, just kind of early in the day, we had there were conversations about um, you know who each other we're dating, who we, who we both were dating, and what we were looking for in a relationship. Now, the potential problem is that these two people probably know each other. Mm -hmm. They work in the same industry and have probably worked together in some capacity. 
Um, I don't want any awkward situations. I'm all about open communication and I want everything to be on the up and up. Should I say anything or should I just play it by ear? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in practice, yeah, in theory, <laughs> well, <laughs> in theory, you want to be open and transparent and honest. Mm -hmm. and, but man, in practice, <laughs> who got to know anything? Who got to know who? Why the, why the booze got to know each other? <laughs> and you know, it's, the thing is, is that I'm kind of on the, uh, I, it's, I have an argument for both situations because oh. on, you know, on one end, you know, if I'm in a situation where I'm in, I'm at a place with whoever I'm dating and there's somebody else that they're currently dating there too. Um, and I know this person, I know this person and he knows that I know this person. Like I, I, I would definitely feel a way about him not saying anything to me. I definitely would feel a way. But then on the other hand, it's like, you know, what are the chances that we're all being in the same room at the same time? You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's kind of difficultly engaged. You know what I mean? Um, I can, I'm leaning more towards um, just kind of playing it by ear. Because if these, they, they may know each other, they may not know each other. Um, but I think it comes down to... Um, how serious you're getting with either one of them. Right. Cause I'm, I mean, cause she's saying there's the old friend that she just happened to, you know, dick fall off the sky, out the sky and <laughs> into her vagina. And then the, the, the new guy who she's been dating and I, obviously they're very active sex life. So, mm -hmm. I mean, is the old friend still going to be in a picture? I, that's um, that my question. Like what, Girl, what you trying to do? That's what I need to ask her. Like, what what is it that you want? You just <laughs> yeah. I, I think that 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 is it's yeah. It's really it's that's a big question. Like, where are either one of these relationships going? Because if they're both casual relationships, then you know, casual is casual. You know, the players ball out here. <laughs> <laughs> All the players play. <laughs> but um. We gotta do that as a reminisce. Have we done that one yet? No, we haven't. Oh God, that was my jam. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um, so but if 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 there's any time that you're gonna get serious with either one of them, um, I you know, and there is a possibility that you guys may be in the vicinity, you know, be in the room together at some point. You definitely should say something then. Um, but just kind of, I think just kind of play it by ear and see how it goes. Um, yeah, I'm actually of the camp of don't ask, don't tell. Don't say nothing. There's no reason to say anything unless, because I, I, I like transparency. Like, if you ask me, I'm going to tell you. Like, yeah, we used to, or we did, whatever. If you ask me, and it's your business to know. But other than that, I don't think I'm volunteering the information. It's, it's TMI. Yeah, yeah. Like, happened one night, old friend, we hung out. We had sex. Any questions? <laughs> and, right. you know, the dick fell I, out the sky, and yeah, I just so happened to be walking by. And if I take that trip again, it might fall out again. <laughs> <laughs> One dick might rain on me. <laughs> what can I say about that? Yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah. I, I just play it by ear. Um, yeah, just play by and just kind of see how each of these relationships go because either either one of these may dissipate in thin air. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Because 
niggas is okay like the Avengers, like the poof. For real. And you know it's summertime, girl. It is a summer out here. <laughs> and this, and you know, I mean, to me, like guys treat that information a little differently than than females. Sure Man. Like, like what you 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 had a first kiss with that dude when you was 13? <laughs> Man, let me tell you, my with my ex, we had a ongoing argument from the first year of our relationship to the very last <laughs> about this one person who I didn't fucking care about. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but in his mind, you cared about him a lot. Man, I, I want to have this man's baby. I'm trying to leave him like... <laughs> you think our mind travels and wonders and makes up scenarios? A oh mind will take them to all kinds, all kinds of deep tunnels and shit. Mm-hmm. Man, that shit fucks with them. Yeah, so it it that, that right there to me, like, ooh, it's just definitely not a good idea. Yeah, don't say anything, girl. Don't say nothing. Yeah. Oh, keep that to yourself. Yeah. And was it any good? I'm like, you know, you might. You might want to ju- look. Your business is your business, girl. But you might want to juggle. Like who? What? You messing up your own self? You know what I'm saying? Megan Stallion has set the stage for the summertime. It's, it's a potential rotation here, and you fucking you it up. And, and, and there's a good thing when you got one on this side and you got one over there. That, right, man. Perfect scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the party going. <laughs> Go on and keep the party going. Usually, I don't do this, but uh, <laughs> we just got to keep this going. Yeah. So, man, don't say nothing. That's yeah. stuff I say. All right. I think we gave some good advice. Yeah, we do. I think we always do. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> Ooh. What we really need to do is do a um. Oh, what are they doing now? Where are they now? <laughs> Bitches, I ain't take your advice. <laughs> Let's see who's lying. We done fucked up. No, <laughs> I can't. I can't. No, I, I think the um the advice we give is is advice I would take myself. So I don't yeah. think about bad advice at all. I, I agree. I mean, we laugh and we joke, but mm-hmm. I mean, I just told you what I would do in a similar scenario, and I've been in a similar scenario. I what I would do, what I have done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I correct it as I go along. <laughs> Didn't work out. Trust me, I'm letting you know. <laughs> we we have tweaked some of these uh, <laughs> based on <off> experience. <laughs> well, definitely. This is why I'm saying, like, man, don't say nothing because I too have been in this situation <laughs> and gave TMI, gave, ran my mouth, yeah. and guess what? Got excommunicated out of both <laughs> both my hotations. <laughs> Ooh. The whole thing stop. Screech. <laughs> so I said, I, I will not do that again. I will not do that again. Mm-mm. Nope. All right. Moving on. We are now at the I reminisce, I reminisce moment. Yeah. So this week is my reminisce. And I want to pay homage and tribute to Bushwick Bill, who passed away from stage four cancer earlier last month. So today or today's reminisce song is mine playing tricks on me. So let me take you back to 1991, y'all, because that's when I like to paint my picture. 
This was a song by the Ghetto Boys. It contained a sample from Isaac Hayes' song, Hung Up All My Baby, from the 1974 film Tough Guys. So, Ghetto Boys consisted of Brad Jordan, a.k.a. Scarface, Willie D, who I didn't know was like this champion boxer back in the day, and Bushwick Bill, who was actually from Bushwick, Brooklyn. So, they were the first group signed to Jay Prince's Rap-A-Lot Records. They hail from Houston, Texas, from the South. And as everybody know, Bushwick Bill was this little person who was originally, like I said, from Brooklyn. And he started out as a break dancer. So Bushwick Bill from Brooklyn is, was a very great dancer. Say that 10 times fast. So 1991, if y'all remember, if y'all was old enough to, to know what was going on, that was when John Singleton's Rest in Peace, Boys in the Hood came out. It was in the movie theater. That was also around the time that Rodney King, remember that loop, that video loop, him getting beat up by the LA cops was on TV? same time so you can imagine the pulse of america around this time and then the ghetto boys dropped my mind playing tricks on me so let me just be totally honest with everyone at the time when this song came out i hated it i did not like the song i did not like the video it was looping on mtv like every day because it was so in my mind so depressing at the time you know rap was kind of was was real gangster um Lil Hood, but you never heard this, this, this voice. Um, and it was, you know, it was, it came out, it was really depressing for me. And really, this was a song that to me and my, as I've, as I've grown and, you know, being this connoisseur of hip hop that I, I like to call myself, you know, this song really put a voice to the paranoia and the depression and the emotions that a lot of young black men in America experience. You know, the song was written mostly by Scarface. And he himself has spoken and been very transparent about his bouts with, um, you know, contemplating suicide um, and just the trauma of that. So, you know, this song really expressed in words what was going on on the streets. And it actually, to me, gave artists, you know, a chance to show their emotion. You know, there would not be uh, a Drake, an emo, what they call, you know, emo rap, had it not been for Ghetto Boys and this song, which was so seminal. Because really, you know, rap is therapy, if you look at it that way. And this song just really, you know, gave a voice to, you know, that that feeling that these young black men and, and black women at that time had. So, you know, I have to say this song. What do you think? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Um, I, however, when this song came out, I was I love this song. Um, I love watching the video, even though it was kind of creepy and kind of scary. Um, it was very dark and kind of demented, uh, but um, I actually love the song because, you know, back then, um, hip hop was very, very lyrical. And, and some of it still is now, but hip hop was really lyrical. And so this is probably one of those songs where you can put it on, you can close your eyes, and you can imagine all the shit that's happening. You know, that, that um, you know, that uh, part when he was like, somebody was um, staring at his window or, or staring at him. That shit scared the hell out of me. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I used to love this song. Um, yeah, so rest in peace, Bushwick Bill. I guess that's why his name is Bushwick. Is he from Bushwick, uh, Brooklyn? Yeah, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. I never, I, I knew he was from Brooklyn, but I just, Put two and two together with Bushwick. Yeah, I look, I was um what three days old when I learned that myself, so don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, so, um, learned it weekend. Didn't know. Yes. Yeah, so, absolutely. Shout out to Mind Playing Tricks on Me. Ghetto yep. Boys. All right. All right. Moving along. Where are we? All right. So we're at the support black businesses section. 
We believe in growing our economy and strengthening our communities and support products and services made FUBU for us, by us. I'm so glad you said that correctly. Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, so this week we are focusing on McKissick and McKissick. It's the oldest Black-owned female-run construction company in the U.S. <laughs> yep, it is presently being run by Cheryl McKissick Daniel, who is the president and CEO. Uh, the company is based in New York City, and it's known for its major, several major projects, projects including revamping Long Island Railroad Hub, and also they uh, have new construction on LaGuardia, which and JFK, but more so LaGuardia because that's the, the um, the airport I take most often. And let me tell you, man, because it was looking like a fallout shelter for a man, while. Arab would look like Penn Station. Great. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but it's actually beautiful now. So they did a job. Um, the company was started in 1905 um, by McKissick Daniels, father, Moses McKissick, a former slave. Um, not only former slave, formerly enslaved person. Um, he founded the business after learning the trade of making bricks. And since then, they have built uh, buildings and homes and hospitals, including the Tuskegee Air Force Base, where black pilots trained to desegregate World War II. Um, McKissick Daniel credits the company's success to affirmative action. Um, she said, people do business with people who look like them. And let me tell you, that is my motto. I always support my people. Um, at the at this time, 61% uh, of her employees are minorities and 34% are women. Um, to find out more about this wonderful company, you can check them out on their website at www.mckissack.com. All right, all right, very good. So, hey y'all, we have come to the end. You can listen and subscribe to That's What I'm Saying, the podcast. We're in iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Spreaker, Stitcher, CastPod, TuneIn, and Spotify. You can catch our lovely faces on YouTube as well. We need to hit up our YouTube, y'all, so that would help. Um, follow us on Instagram. You can find us at TwizPod. You can also find us on the Twitter and Facebook, and of course on our website, that's what I'm saying, podcast.com. And I, who do we always, always shout out? We give a huge super shout out to Vegas World Inc. He is our super producer. You can check him on out on Instagram and on Twitter. And he actually has a podcast out now called Hip Hop Now. Um, thank you so much for listening, subscribing, and liking us on social media. Until next week, take care, y'all. Take care, y'all.